Welcome to Best Served, a podcast recognizing unsung hospitality heroes. Join Chef Jensen Cummings as he chops it up with industry leaders about the humans who've impacted their lives and careers. From childhood guides, to ass-kicking mentors, to the team members in the trenches that make it all happen. Help us celebrate these rock stars by sharing our show and nominating your own unsung hospitality heroes. Connect with us on social media at Best Served Podcast. Now here is your host. What's up, everybody? Jensen Cummings here. Thank you, as always, for tuning in. Today is Best Served Podcast 353. We're doing a little mini-series here. We're talking stories of launching and marketing a virtual kitchen with Chef Ready. This is part two of three, and it's really exciting for us because we do so much of this media and behind the scenes, we do so much strategy work, consulting work, education, coaching, and that always doesn't make it to the show, so to speak. And so really excited for being able to introduce you to some of the tenants at Chef Ready that we've got to work with on our Get Clear On process, which amongst other things includes get clear on your message, get clear on who we serve, get clear on what's on the menu. And uh, and they're launching their businesses you know, in the Chef Ready model. So I'm excited to be able to speak to some of them and uh, introduce you to them. And we've gotten to know them over the last months. Very excited about this opportunity. So no further ado, I wanna bring in Jim Askins from The Greedy Hamster. To start it off, Jim, good to see you. Morning, Jensen. How are you doing? Doing well. Doing really well. All right. So I want to, you know, dig into the the why and the who of what we do. It's it's so important, so big on understanding kind of you, your story, your trajectory, why the greedy hamster, kind of what it's all about. So tell us a little bit, just kind of the elevator pitch. The greedy hamster. If if somebody wanted to interact with you, what do they need to know? I mean, the, the easiest thing to know or the best thing to know is this all came back from when we decided to get into a, a restaurant or the service industry, those kind of things. It goes back to when we opened our a kind of a brick and mortar restaurant back in 2015. And this, our whole principle of the service, the food, everything that was going on was if you were coming over to our house on a Friday or a Saturday night for a party, yes. what were we going to serve you? And it was simple honest, but it was stuff that we had either discovered or found out there that was really just adding to the overall um, enjoyment of spending time together. And I think just little bits of food or those kind of things deliver that experience. So, I mean, you know, to give an example, like black and blue figs was one of the things that we've always done in the brick and mortar. You know, hopefully we'll get back to doing it in the in there. But it was something, it's nothing overly complicated, but it, it's, it's, an, a, it's different than just having Doritos at a party. This was sure. something that was really good. And it's people are going after them all night and, and talking about it, but it's part of the, it adds to the conversation and it adds to the experience. So that's mm. what we look to deliver from, from our food, from the experience that you have with us. And I mean, the exciting thing with us now with going into to a ghost or a virtual kitchen chef ready is unlike the, the restaurant that we had before, um, getting into this one, being able to change and and make updates kind of essentially on the fly and adding some new and different exciting things and not being tied to a set menu all the time. I want Jensen to be calling me or looking every couple of days. Hey, what's Jim, you know, working on or put on the menu, those kind of things. At the same time, we want to have interactions with, you know, what we still consider our guests, our customers, the people out there. I want the feedback of, hey, 
you know, what is it that you want being able to change? There, there's a lot of things that are changing out there in the culinary world, those kind of things that we're always experimenting with and want to bring to, to people um, and see if they work. Yeah. The, the word that you, you said that I like the most is add. You want to add value. You want to add to the experience. You want to be able to add to the greedy hamster kind of modality of being able to communicate and the way that you communicate. And what I love talking with you and with Tay, your partner, was it's a party. Like you're going to bring the party to the people now. They used to come to you in the brick and mortar and you would host the party. Now you're, you're turning that around saying, bring the greedy hamster party into your home. And I really appreciate that about what you all are doing. So give me an idea. You mentioned, I'm calling, I'm checking in, I'm, I'm interested in what's happening. What are you adding to my life these days? And what, is it, what does it feel like when I, when I get the food, when I get that greedy hamster experience in my home? What are you hoping is, is the experience in my home? Am I inviting over friends? What does it feel like? Give me an idea of that. So, I, I mean, it, to me, it, it just depends on what's going on with you. It, it's not set about what's going, you know, happening in your home. You could be sitting there just watching something on TV and decide to order up. And, you know, good example is that the, the Greedy Piggy, a fantastic sandwich. You could order a sandwich from anybody. Trust me, we all know there's Jimmy John's and everybody else out there in the world. Love sandwiches. But it's all the same. And so when you can get a sandwich with ham and bacon jam and brie, and this is something, Tay, my wife, uh, it's a sandwich she created uh, several years ago. It's fantastic. It, it's, it's to take you from that experience of you sitting there in your home watching TV you're going to stop for a minute and say, wow, this is different. This is something, you know, it's not the run of the mill, ordinary thing that's out there. And so we, you know, whether it's you're ordering for multiple people in your house to all be able to enjoy together and share plates and do those kind of things, or just by yourself, it's, I don't ever want you to feel like the greedy ham, what I ordered from the greedy hamster, I can get from anywhere else. It's, you know what? We've taken the time to go into the ingredients, the preparation, those kind of things. Um, and it's to me, there's plenty of places out there that are, let's face it, they're lazy. They go the, for the least mm. common denominator on ingredients or how they prepare it, doing those kind of things where we can put a little bit of work into it um, because that's what your expectations are to give you some fresher ingredients or more flavor, those kind of things. Look, we don't shy away from spice or flavor or going out and getting different ingredients. Look, worst thing in the world is if you, Jensen, you tell me you don't like it, I'll make you something that you are going to like. I'll stand behind our food every day of the week, and I want you to call me and give me your feedback or, or you know, send it to me and say, hey, Jim, this isn't what it is. Look, we've had, you know, from our old restaurant, we've had regulars who have become friends, those kind of things. They're calling us up and saying, hey, you're coming over to play cards with us tonight, bring some of this food. And, and so that's what I love to hear. And I want right. to, even though we're in a ghost kitchen, I want to have, be able to have those interactions where somebody's saying, Hey Jim, this is fantastic. What about this? You know, those kind of things. That's good. Pure hospitality is pure hospitality. No matter what shape or form, and you're going to be on delivering that literally and figuratively, I think is very important. So I appreciate that about it. Also, being able to kind of being that playfulness, I think we all need that a little bit of fun, a little bit of energy, which I really liked about the Greedy Hamster brand, right? Even your, even your logo, 
it's like Punxsutawney Phil meets the Monopoly guy. And I was like, yes, I, I understand the vibe. I understand the energy, uh, the names of your dishes. I understand exactly the experience that I might get. So I appreciate that. Jim, excited uh, to be able to have you on, be able to highlight what you're doing. And uh, and I hope people start ordering uh, the, tell me again, the, the, the piggly what? The greedy piggy. The greedy piggy. I'm in for all of that. The bacon jam, especially uh, bacon being my favorite vegetable. I'm with you 100% <laughs> on that. Jim, we're going to let you go. Appreciate your time. Thanks, Jensen. Cheers. All right. Great way to uh, to start this uh, series, meeting uh, the tenants of Chef Ready. We're going to keep this going along. Uh, I want to bring in uh, Kevin now, I see here to uh to talk to us kevin good to see you yes from the kitchen from the kitchen how's it going jensen uh, it's going great anytime i get to talk to food people is a good day for me especially having interacted with with all of you over months and months and months it's exciting to kind of be here now to say look at everything you've done you're here you're ready you're serving pizzas and and that's an exciting and incredibly scary and daunting thing as well some of the food entrepreneurs that our audience know that feeling that that game day butterflies that you get when it's when it's showtime it's all the hard work that you've done got you to this point you're just at the starting line right you're at the starting gate so uh, i'm excited to kind of share what you're all about so tell us right mckinners you have some history you've been around for a while now you're evolving and, and going as a second kind of location into the virtual kitchen space. Uh, give us a little bit of McKinner's. What's it all about? Well, uh, McKinner's started uh, back. Well, let me back up a little bit. I used to work for this other company. I worked in the corporate world for a long time as a GM. And uh, I kind of set some goals when I was 30. And uh, part of it was becoming, you know, you know, earning my chops with another restaurant, running a restaurant, not mine, obviously. And then uh, by the time I was 40 to start my own place. And that was the goal. Originally, it started off to be a chef and then it ended up being a GM. And I just kind of took it all in. And um, in 2005, uh, we found a spot. I had a partner at the time. We uh, came up with this, this concept. It was during Thanksgiving we were actually doing, um, this was kind of interesting. We were making uh, Thanksgiving dinner and we we're like talking. We're like, what should we do? We want to do this concept. Should we do breakfast? Should we do lunch? I don't know. So we do this thing every week where we did pizza and we had pizza at Thanksgiving, believe it or not, with all the other stuff. And we're like, you know what? That is really damn good. This pizza is amazing. We did a deep, uh, deep dish and uh, uh, a stuffed and uh, just a regular, like a hand-tossed pizza. And I turned to my partner and I said, you know what, that's it. This is what we should do. This is amazing. It's, it's the best pizza. And we do it all the time. Why don't we do this? So that's what we ended up doing. We're like, okay, well, let's, let's find a place. We're going to do the pizza. Uh, did that, found a place in Littleton. Um, evolved over time. Partners come and go. <laughs> uh, so, so wait, I want, I want to hover on this for a moment because I'm fascinated in this. You'll yeah. never forget that Thanksgiving, right? And no, so many no. of the most memorable meals are, I, I, I even are have around pictures, that table. I even have pictures of it. And if you think about it back in that day, it was like still like the, the digital cameras. You know, like, <laughs> some people had that little phone cameras, but it's right. digital. Ringtones were still a thing at that point. That's right. Uh, for sure. And all that stuff. 
Yeah, I, so I appreciate that. Now, knowing knowing uh, that you're Canadian, was it uh, on the date of the Canadian Thanksgiving or American Thanksgiving? No, it was American Thanksgiving. Okay. So, so pizza. I'm very, I'm very interested. Sure. Why did pizza come about? You know, because that's that's atypical. And then, yeah, you did it, your restaurants. It, it kind of is, you know. And, and when I was uh, researching, you know, different types of places, what should I do? And I, I, you know, I, I had run places for other people, but I never opened my own. That's a whole mm-hmm. different game. And uh, you know, it was between doing a breakfast place and. Uh, okay. A pizza place and see like if you research what restaurants you know what appeals to more people so many people eat pizza we had a great pizza I, we ran with it and and here i, I am 16 so that's, years. that's 16 years that's a lot of legacy in littleton yeah. colorado you're embedded you're the mayor of that town so to speak pretty much Very they much. wanted me to run for mayor that see that does not surprise me at all so, <laughs> So now, though, now you're having to evolve, right? The yeah. the virtual kitchen model very different. You don't have butts and seats, oh. right? You have this vibe, this energy. You have music, live music. There's a lot of that energy. Now you have to figure out from a brand position, how do you bring that same vibe, that same energy, that same true essence of McKinner's into people's homes without having that dining room? Give us some idea there of how you've navigated that. Okay, well, there's been some failures already. Because uh, mm-hmm. like, you go and you go with your own brick and mortar ways where you think, oh, you can touch tables, you can do all this stuff. Well, you can kind of transfer that or people know who you are, but that's not the case. It's, uh, I think, in my opinion, what's happening is you 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 have to do the, the social media. I mean, it's got to be all digital and you got to, you have to scream yourself they have, that's got to be projected out to you always always all digital and uh you got to find uh, uh for me you got to find the right company and it took me a couple months to find the right company to help me with this and we're definitely on the right track and we're going 100 you know uh digital like you know from facebook to instagram to TikTok, everything like right. that all videos it used to be pictures now it's all video so yeah. Yeah. You and I talked about too. I want you to be pizza and playlists, right? Like you're a, you're a lifestyle yeah. brand now. We talked about this. The 80-20 rule, 80% of your business now, this specific one is marketing. Yeah. It's storytelling, it's messaging. 20% is just the fun of the food. So I really appreciate that. And I appreciate the leadership that you've shown throughout all of this process to be vulnerable in the fact that like it's different. It's just different. And the successes that we've had in the past are those successes, yet we have to learn from them and also be able to do something differently. So I appreciate you for that, Kevin, uh, yeah. very much. I've learned a lot from you in that process as well. So uh, one one dish, tell us the one dish that uh, is on the new menu, because I know that you've scaled the menu down, that you're yeah. really excited about, that you feel like uh, people need to get time and time again. That's going to become that staple that you want to see on their Thanksgiving table coming up next month. What is that dish for you? I got. I got it. I got to say, it's going to be the combo king because it has bacon, okay, and meat, cheese, Parmesan cheese, traditional crust, hand tossed. It's the way to go. You, you, had, you had me at bacon. I, I like that twice now I've gotten to say bacon is my favorite vegetable. That's my dad joke of the day. I, I really, really appreciate any time that you can have bacon on it. Uh, absolutely. So great. Kevin, 
excited uh, for you and everything that you're doing. So definitely go, definitely get down to Littleton, check out that location and make sure that you're getting uh, pizza delivered on Thanksgiving day. That's right. All right, Kevin, take care. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you, Jensen. Cheers. All right, everyone, let's keep this rolling. Love the energy. Love how we're learning about these individuals, these entrepreneurs. It's all about the human story. And that's the joy and the pain. You hear me talk about that all the time. It's why and who before what and how. We get chummed up in the minutiae of what we do and how we do it, why we do it and who we serve. That's what really, really makes a, a great brand, a great story, a great company, a great legacy. So I want to bring in Andre from Dorsey's Catering now to talk with us. Andre, great to see you. Good to see you too, also. All right. So doing great. Uh, you know, I, I talked about legacy. Your family legacy is something super important to you. The whole family is in on this business, which which I really appreciate. I understand the joy and the pain of that myself as well, always. So want to give people some insights. You've been you've had the business Dorsey Catering for a while. Now you're evolving. Now you're going into this virtual kitchen model. Tell us, you know, tell us your why. What is Dorsey Catering all about? Well, uh, first of all, with Dorsey's Catering, it's, I mean, we're we're in effect now, and we've been around for a little bit, especially in our small community over here in Aurora. Uh, with Dorsey's Catering, it's not just uh, cooking. It's not just having my family in the kitchen, but it's a combination of being in the kitchen and being all over in our community. Yes. With our schools. Uh, with our neighbors, and not just our neighbors next to us and in front of us and behind us, but throughout the whole community is our neighbor. And uh, with Dorsey's Catering, we just love to get out there, network, uh, be uh, assistance, uh, be be help wherever we can be. Uh, 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 we just did an event and uh, for a college track, uh, okay. which was for Mexican Heritage Month. Love. And to have someone to come over to me, me being African-American uh, and saying, we would like for your family to come in and uh, do some catering for us, for Mexican heritage much. What, what can you do? What can you show us? And I did a small tasting for them. They were like, man, <laughs> this is just wow. They were like, you know, and it was it was such a blessing to be there and to do something, an event like that. And uh, uh, I'm so happy with it because being African-American, I mean, I had a few Mexican buddies growing up. I had a few uh, Puerto Rican buddies growing up, uh, Colombian buddies growing up, uh, Filipinos, all, all kinds of different walks of life. And I always, no matter which one it was, I always made my way into their kitchen when their mother was in the kitchen. That's it. That's it. <laughs> And I would pick up tips from them and different things like that. And it was just something that I was able to pack away and make it part of my arsenal mm -hmm. and that I can share with my family. And so when you when you see Dorsey's Catering, you hear that fusion, fusion of food, that's where it comes from. From my different friends, from from not only my mother, from, but from my my good buddies growing up their mother's in the kitchen, their sister's in the kitchen, their auntie's in the kitchen. It was totally awesome. Yes. We, we, Very yeah. smart, man. I, Learning from the women that really make it all happen across yes. cultures, across generations, I think is really wise from you. Immersing yourself in culture. I really love that. Let's talk about like, 
what it is now, I'm in. Like, I love what you're saying. I know everybody that's watching, listening, really feels the emotional connection that you have to the people and to be of service to them and bring joy through the food that, that you cook. Uh, I'm, I'm very interested now, you're going into this model where now it's a flip. You're not going into somebody's home. You're not going, you're not going to them. They have to come to you and bring you into their home. So maybe what are some of the dishes? What is the food that you feel like translates and uh, and brings that that family legacy, that joy, that generational kind of approach that you have into their home? Give us an idea of the food that really represents that for you. Well, like I'm originally from Washington, D.C. Okay. They are big over there on the Philly cheesesteak. Yes, so they are. I love the Philly cheesesteak. I also love a great hot dog. So my fusion there was let's let's combine those two. Let's see how I can make these two work together and came up with the Philly cheesesteak dog. 100% beef hot dog, real cuts of premium steak, peppers and onions, uh, truffle mushrooms. Uh, Holy. Uh, yes, truffle. Yes. It's really, it brings out that you're, extra. You're getting mm. after it. Oh, yes. And uh, that's what I mean by diffusion. When you can put those different tastes together and make them work. I mean, they come together uh, like the flow of water. They just, it flows all together. And then from beginning to end, you have that explosion from first bite to last bite to saying, man, uh, when can I get another one? As soon as you place your order. <laughs> so, yeah, that's it. Uh, you're, you're, you're gonna have to be watching that cholesterol in and out of eating that uh, that one. I like that. Yeah. You know, you're just you're just trying to get all those feels going. I think that's something that yeah. I've I've really really learned from you is that it's it's an emotional interaction that you're creating for people, uh, which is which I think is super important. Uh, I, I'm very like also shout out your, your family so involved in this process, and I think is as emerging food entrepreneurs you know we talk about family businesses and we don't always know exactly what that means for you how how is the family involved in your business well see i think i'm able to keep my family's attention because they see it's not just a love they see it's not just just my passion but they see it's my lifestyle and mm. keep my family's attention with it is that i don't force it on them I allow them to come in, participate, to do whatever they want to do, as long as they're at their best at it. And then at the same time, you're your own individual. Grow with that too. But always remember that you have a foundation in Dorsey's catering and the Dorsey's lifestyle. And so for me, that's where it comes in with the family, to bring all six of us together, whether it be at our round table are serving for someone else's table. We do it with love, we do it with passion, and we pour out our lifestyle all over it. Those are the main, whatever you do. Andre, I love it. You, you, Andre, you're a preacher, man. I just I just love your energy. I love the vibe, I love the lifestyle. I'm, I'm all bought in on it. Uh, appreciate you, your time, your family, all of it. Uh, and I and make sure to check out Dorsey's Catering. Get yourself the Philly cheesesteak dog for sure. Andre, we'll let you go. Appreciate you. Appreciate it, sir. Cheers. All right, everybody. One uh, last but not least guest we're going to be talking to to wrap up this uh, this part one 
of talking to the tenants of Chef Ready, part two of this three-part mini-series. And we're going to talk to Tom Concannon of Old School Heroes. Tom, good to see you. Good morning, Justin. How are you doing today? I am doing well. Also from the kitchen, Hangry. Yes. Oh, what a, I'm excited to learn about Hangry from you, something that you are trying to solve, a serious problem in the food world is is hangry so i appreciate that you're doing that uh tom old school heroes i think uh, if you're from the east coast you know a hero maybe other places you're, you know it as as the sub as a hoagie but it's really that iconic sandwich and you're building a whole brand around it so give us an idea old school heroes how why where what are the uh, kind of the origins of you wanting to start old school heroes well, I think, um, you know, 30 years in the restaurant business and I've been through a bunch um, and I think I've always just realized and I've always wanted to bring the idea of delivering comfort food. And, and I give you credit to actually putting the reality of what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to duplicate a memory. Yes. Um, and, you know, my memory and where old school heroes comes is kind of a fusion between two restaurants, two sandwich shops that I really enjoyed over the last 50 years, one back east on the island, uh, Long Island, and one up in Fort Collins, Colorado. And, uh, you know, they were just places that I went that I have memories of going to, you know. Yeah. I mean, I remember I still have the flavor of a meatball hero in my mind that I was eating at 16 from my hero restaurant shop back in Long Island. I still have that menu. So I think I was, what I was calling comfort food is I'm trying to maybe relive a memory and maybe deliver something to people that can create one. Yes. You know, I, I mean, I mean, food is an experience. Food is, uh, you know, is memory building, that type of thing. Smells, flavors, things like that hit people's memories faster than anything else. So that's all I tried to do is I took what I felt was the best of these two concepts, put them together, and, and I guess melded it with my memories and said, hey, this is what I want to deliver to people. Um, you know, and then we joke is, is you know, we want to fix your hangry because people get hangry. And when they're hangry... Indeed, they do. They, they want a comfort food. You know, they maybe, maybe not want a niche type of idea, but they want something comfortable. They want to know what they're going to get. They're striving for the memory of grandma's cooking or mama's cooking or whatever the case is. Yeah, I, I am so grateful for you sharing that story because so much of the experience of food is that memory. It's both the emotional memory that you have but also it's sense memory that smell of grandma's house instantaneously takes you back to that place and so you just remember when you when you smell the the richness in the tang from the tomato sauce and you know the earthiness of of the uh of the breadcrumbs things like that like instantly yeah. you're in this place that oregano just pops in your mind and so i think that's a very important aspect so often we're either trying to go home or take people to somewhere they've never been before, right? There's kind of like two directions. You want to take them home. Right. And the term comfort food is so overused that that one of the challenges we, we put forth for you was make it personal. It can't be this broad sweeping, just comfort food. And for you, it's like, take you to that place where you're the 14, 15, 16 year old kid who yep. just all of a sudden remembers that like, that you appreciate and love something that was so near and dear to you, you want to bring that to people. And the better you can communicate that, 
the better off you are. Now, something else I'm interested in, I love, I love hangry. I love that you're, you're playful with it. You also, I mean, looking at your food, you're trying to cure hangry today and tomorrow. We joked about you have like two day sandwiches because, well, yeah. because you are not skimping. Why was kind of that important for you? It's, it's not like it's a gluttonous portion size, yet you're not going to leave still hungry after you came in hangry. So why is, is kind of having almost that two day sandwich that having a, a half a sandwich as a leftover is also part of the experience a little bit. Why is that important to you? Well, I, I think it's just a value proposition. Um, you know, never knowing what the economy is going to do, never knowing whatever mm. things are. I just want to deliver a value for the dollar. Um, you know, and, and quite honestly, I'm kind of of the belief that if you can establish yourself as a value restaurant or a value meal, when, do, when the economy does get a little tough, people are going to go to the value as opposed to the experiment, if you will, mm -hmm. type of thing. And that helps you get through the bad times. So that's kind of a business plan there. Um, but, you know, we joke about, you know, we want to fix your hangry. And that, and that's what sandwiches are about. I think, you know, sandwiches and, and, and basic salads and pastas and things like that hit you at the core of of just calming, maybe. I, I don't know. Mm -hmm. relieving, yeah. a, relieving a stress soothing you know that type of thing although i eat it a lot and i'm i'm a fan but i don't see sushi doing that mm. <laughs> you know you know what i'm saying you know that type of thing if you're looking for that stress relief if you're looking for that 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 again calming influence you kind of go to the comfort foods and that's what i'm trying to become well, and now you're talking about your audience. We, one of the things that we do when we talk about who we serve is like that customer archetype, like really understand their their journey in life. And and guaranteed there, there's people uh, like where I grew up in Southern California where sushi is that for them. And right. so finding your audience where like who is like me, who feels like that, that chicken parm, that meatball hero, yeah. like that, that Italian sub with the oil vinegar and like all of that, like just is something yeah. that feels so familiar and so soothing, comforting, all of those things. And so that comes into like really finding the people who you're of service to. And I think that's, yeah. that's important to you. You're you're looking for the family of that 16-year-old kid that said this, this changed yeah. your life, Absolutely. changed your trajectory. Yeah. So I really appreciate that. You also are involving the family, right? It's a family business for you as well. So I'm interested, what's that like? Are they are they all in? Are they like, all right, dad, I guess we'll help out at the kitchen today. Like, what's that What's that dynamic like with the family um, being? No, but no, everybody's in. I mean, everybody's busy and working. Kids are in school. I have, you know, middle school and high school kids involved yep. in those activities. And so they're not here on an everyday basis, but they do come down on the weekends. They're all about it. We've We've, they've been involved since day one of coming up with a logo to menu choices yeah. to getting kids' opinions. You know, my wife is working full-time still because we're starting a business. Yeah. Um, you know, but she comes down and she gets out and she's hitting the businesses in the neighborhood saying, you know, hey, we're here, that type of thing. And and we kind of joke whenever, she, you know, whenever she has an opportunity to do that, our business for the next three days explodes, you know, that type of thing. So she was down yesterday. And our business exploded. We had a great lunch yesterday, and none of it was from what she did that day. So it was kind of weird. Mm. But we tell her we got to get her down seven days a week so we could just kind of keep this thing going. But everybody's hip and everybody's involved, yeah. and everybody's you know part of what we're doing. I, I absolutely love hearing that. And 
you know, talk about you talk about luck in business. Sometimes you put yourself in the position to be fortunate, which is different. You're out there, you're working, you're working hard, you're hustling, you're getting out there, communicating, you're pounding the pavement, still making sure that that's important. And that creates good behaviors. And then good things happen when you put yourself in that position. So the point that you made is like, it wasn't even from what we had put out there. It's from the work that you might've done a month ago, two weeks ago, Absolutely. you, know, you don't yeah. know. It's, it, it always comes back to you. So I really appreciate that. Tom, yeah. love that you're in kitchen. I love that you are also branded up. You got the shirt on, I noticed. Oh yeah. Uh, well, so well played, my friend. I appreciate that. And somebody, uh, somebody told me that 80% of what I do is marketing. Hey, smart, smart person who ever told you that. It absolutely is true. That and make sure I put bacon in everything. That and bacon and you're good to go, right? The food is just the proof that you are who you say you are. And Tom, I believe in you. And I believe that that meatball sub, that chicken parm, especially those are kind of, of your childhood growing up in New York. And that's what people are buying. That's what people want. That's the feeling that they want. So Tom, uh, we're going to let you go. Have a great rest of your day. Go make some subs, my friend. Go make some heroes. Absolutely. Thanks, sir. Cheers. All right, everyone, that is it. You got to meet four of the tenants at Chef Ready. They're all independent uh, owners of their businesses. They're signing, uh, you know, one to three year leases. They have kitchens and uh, uh, of different sizes, but kind of that 250 square foot space that, that we've kind of talked about. And it's important for them to be able to get out there because sometimes we get stuck in the kitchen. And so thank you, Tom, for that. Somebody, some wise person told them 80% of their business is marketing and 20% is what they put on the plate in the box. And uh, and it's very true. We need to be able to be in that, as Sean P. Walshef says, digital hospitality space. Truly believe in that. All right, that's it. Besser Podcast, 353 stories of launching and marketing a virtual kitchen with Chef Ready. This is part two of three. Tell your best story, episode number 12. It's all about that story. That's it. Appreciate you all. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the Best Served Podcast. Subscribe to our show and connect with us on social media at Best Served Podcast. Tune in next week to discover more unsung hospitality heroes.